Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's life. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's life. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's life. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's life. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's life. Where the Spirit of the
welcome to Pearl Family Church. At Pearl Family Church, you are the pearl of great worth. In the Matthew 13, 45 through 46, in the Weymouth translation, it states, The kingdom of heaven is like a jewel merchant who is in quest for choice pearls. He finds one's most costly pearl. He goes away, and though it costs all he has, he buys it. That just like Jesus, the Redeemer of your soul, He has choicely picked you out of everyone on the planet. He took, redeemed you. He saved you. He died on the cross for you. He resurrected with Him if you have Christ in your life. He paid the price of His life for your life. Today I'd like to talk a little bit about the songs we had today. Where the Spirit of the Lord is by Dustin Smith and the Life Church Worship Team. It says there's power in this room. Say with me, there's power in this room. If, if you lo love the worship, just kind of type it in. We want to hear more about this worship. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is life. So we, we talk about Jesus. He is life, the way, the truth, and the life. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Perhaps you're having a lot of despair through in this time of the season. This whole year has been kind of weird for everybody. But there is freedom. Jesus says in him, there is free and free indeed if you trust in him. It also says in verse 2, it is your name, Jesus, that tears down walls. He's in your corner. The other song, Even Now, by the Life Church team, it says... I let go, you take control. Sometimes we need to do that. We need to let go. Even as a soldier myself and following orders and discipline, you need to release yourself into the master's care. He loves you enough. He is powerful. He's loving. And he's inter interceding in your behalf at the right hand of the Father at the throne, the throne of grace they talk about you. He's already poured out grace and the free gift of life now we need to receive that. So we, when we relinquish, relinquish control, we're giving our trust to him. We're giving our life to him that he can drive our life. But basically it says he gave us a comforter, a counselor, a standby that guides us into all truth if we trust in him. So when we relinquish to it, we're letting go. We're trusting that he can guide us. He'll be with us. It's like that, that, that helper we're talking about. You are the choice pearl. You are the choice pearl. We worshiped in song even now, and we're the spirit of the Lord, but now it's time to do our worship and our giving. We haven't talked much about this because we had the first message that Jesus is the good and perfect gift. According to James 1.17, he's a giver, he's a giver, he's a giver. We can't give out the, out give the Lord. But as a believer, we tithe. And what is the tithe? We're just going to go over some scriptures on that. Uh, but first, as a church, I want to let you know we do support other ministries. First, as a giver, we're required by the Bible, okay? It's actually a command, okay? Not many people talk about that to give 10% of your gross earning or your first fruits. So as a church, we, we do the same thing as a body, okay? So the Christian body called the church, the capital B, uh, is is part of little parts of churches here and there. But as a, a individual Christian, we give 10%, a minimum, okay? We give more than that, we call it offering. But first we have the tithe, which is the 10th, okay? And then an offering above that is our gifts. 
So as a church, we give to several ministries around. One is the Life Church platform that makes this available uh, to come on into your homes through the smartphone, and that we give uh, monthly to them, actually bi-weekly, because they made this particular, what we're being able to talk to you today, to worship with you, to give the word to you, available during this pandemic season. So you can, that's one of this resource. We also are, are served locally by uh, presenting our, 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 our tithe, our 10%. Uh, one of the ministries also is, is Providence Veterans Farm. And they specifically center on soldiers and their families dealing with PTSD. Since their inception about four years ago, uh, everyone that has been through what they call the Reboot Recovery Program has, there's been no suicides. So they have other programs available like financial peace and different uh, 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 programs for first responders. It's not just military. Okay, they're a loving family, but Providence Fenners Farm is just locally here. We serve there. I've served there doing some maintenance, but they are a wonderful, loving family. So it's good soil that we're putting into, and it bears much fruit. Can you say much fruit? So uh, these are some of the ministries. So, so the tithe. Uh, is another thing, when you get some of these principles down in your heart, we can get it from here, but when we get them down in our heart, God wants you to be a giver not of your, your life, but of your resources, your time, your talent, your treasure. So how some of these things are in, in our lives, we made a foundation, we're going to serve the Lord with all our might, all our soul, and everything that comes that he's given us life breath. So in, uh, we can say gladly, my, me and my wife uh, are debt free for almost two and a half years now because we've been good stewards of God's resources. We don't make a great bill of money, okay? We, we both work, but the case is, when you are good stewards, what God has given to you, and then you give back into the kingdom, he rewards you richly so you can bless others. I'm sure you can understand that there's other peoples in a more, more worse situation than you, if I can use that terminology. I just did a study on South Africa. Set over, say over with me, over 75% of people are unemployed over there. Of different reasons, especially during this pandemic, they're in the food lines waiting for the government to feed them. So you think you got it bad. Can you imagine living in a situation where you don't have food, you don't have a job, you don't even, your, your baby's going to live? I'm sure some of us have been there. But over 75% of the South Africans don't have a job. Okay, so there's something. So we support different ministries that, that bear fruit, much fruit. Leviticus 2730, NIV translation, it says, A tithe of everything from the land, whether being grain or soil or fruit from the trees, belongs to the Lord. We could just stop right there. When you give to the Lord, it is His already. He says He owns cattle of a thousand on the hills. He owns the earth, and the Father... In the representation, actually, the universe, it says, is a seat cushion, and the earth is, is his footstool. So he owns everything. So when we give it back and entrust that, we talk about relinquishing control to God, he takes it. It says it pressed down the Bible, shakes it together, and spills over into other lives. So when we trust our knowledge, our time, our talent, our treasure, God blesses it and makes it bigger. So... Um, so that's what's exciting. But also in Leviticus, it says, it not only belongs to the Lord, it is holy to the Lord. So it's set apart for a service to bear much fruit, just like that we talked about Providence Veterans Farm. It's, it's, it's saving lives. Soldiers and families now have a, lot, a reason to live for. They have a reason and a hope in Jesus Christ. 
If you want to break this down to really what it means, back in the Old Testament, when they had the tabernacle and the testament, uh, it, 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 they had a, a minimum, uh, what you call, offering that they give to the Lord. It was a half shekel, which is a silver denomination. I don't know how big it is, but today it's worth about $6.00. So you got a big context. So in Exodus 30, uh, 30, 13, in the King James, it talks about uh, that shekel we talked about. It says in uh, Exodus 30, 13, King James, a half a shekel according to the shekel of the sanctuary. A sanctuary is 20 gears. A half a shekel shall be an offering to the Lord. So that was basically not a temple tax. The Romans talked about it, but it's, it's, it's basically for maintenance and upkeep of God's house. And it's the same thing here. We don't operate for free, okay? We we it takes it takes us money to get on the internet. It takes to to get these these uh, ministries on the internet, these these uh, uh, sessions, and they have to be coded and recoded and sent back and then pushed back in the internet. So there's all kinds of services and licenses. I'm not going to get into that right now. Uh, what is interesting? Where did this all start? I'm going to read from um, actually Hebrews 7 in the, the English Standard Version. Anybody heard about Father Abraham in the Bible? Well, this is kind of where it started when God made a covenant. He's all about covenant, which is basically his love language of making a promise to you. He stands behind every one of his promises. In Hebrews 7, it says, For this Melchizedek, king of Salem, priest of the Most High God, say Most High God, met Abraham returning from the slaughter of kings and blessed him. So, so Abraham went to war to get his, his nephew son Lot back. And then from the, the spoils of that, he has a great treasure from this. So it says right here from the slaughter. And to him, Abraham apportioned tenth part of everything. Uh, everything. So there's, there's our tenth. Okay, that's where the tithe has come from. So it started with Abraham uh, where he gave a tenth portion to this king of Salem called Melchizedek. And let's bring on a little further. It says, he is first by translation of his name. They're talking about King Melchizedek now. The king of righteousness, say the king of righteousness, and also the king of Salem, that is the king of peace. So here's what we call in the Bible a Christophany. It could be very Jesus Christ met Abraham for the first time, and he says, okay, I'm going to bless you. And, and, and Abraham didn't have to do anything, but he chose to take give his, his tenth of the spoils to this king of peace, this king of Salem, okay, this king of righteousness. He, he never met him before, okay, so this is, is kind of cool. So this was Abraham's choice. And it says this, now king of Salem, king of, king of uh, 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 Melchizedek, he is without father or mother in genealogy, having neither beginning of days nor end of life, but resembling the Son of God, he continues a priest forever. So you could say this, okay, if that was Jesus Christ or an angel or a Christophany, which means a representation of Jesus Christ, it's the best representation where Abraham, which he says, I'm a friend of God, okay, he gave a tenth of the spoils without him being coerced or strengthened. It was his heart gift, his worship offering back to the king of Salem, the king of righteousness, the king of peace. So, and also it is a priest forever that isn't in the, the line of the Levitical priesthood. So the Levitical priesthood came from Aaron, okay, Moses's brother, okay, and that's where the, the, the priestly session. When Jesus came, it says 
He died once for, for all. So he covered the, the transgressions for us. But it's interesting. He says, resembling the Son of God that continues, say continues, a priest forever. And that's exactly what Jesus Christ is doing on the throne right, right now, interceding in our behalf as the King of kings, the Lord of lords, and the priest forever. Furthermore, to confirm this Abrahamic uh, meeting, Paul was talking about it in Hebrews. We believe Paul is the writer of Hebrews. You can contend that later. It's up to you. Genesis says the same thing, basically, in Genesis 14, 20, in the English Standard Version. And it says who? Uh, and he blessed, and this is the king of Salem, the king of peace, Melchizedek, talking to Abraham now. Genesis 14, 20, in the English Standard Version. And he says, and blessed, blessed be the God most high who has delivered your enemies into your hand. And Abraham gave a tenth of what? Everything. So this is this is Old Testament, Genesis 14. Hebrews 7 is showing the same exact thing. So in Paul's day, it was still an offering and a gift, okay, but a tenth, okay, he's talking about. So he's talking to the Hebrews, which are Jewish people, but this is what we do. It's our worship from our heart, our time, our talent, and what our treasure. So it, it, this is an example. Of so what, what we're believing, Pearl Family Church, like I said, we have several ministries that we support, but we're believing for a house. We're believing for a building, okay? Right now, we, we, we're, we're debt-free. We live in a townhouse, and we're, we're preaching definitely from the office, okay? Because we believe in making this, this message available to you. So these are the things. So you can hit the Give button. That we have on there, uh, we can we can prompt it up right now. But also, it's up in the, I think the top right hand corner. If you do the drop down menu, it's there for it's secure giving. Uh, very very soon, we're going to have a text to give, which makes it a little bit more convenient once you enter your information. Text to give. Uh, but right now, it's secure through PayPal. You can just type type in there what you're going. You're going to my tithe. This my offering. It's to the building fund or whatever it may be. You put it in there, and then, and then we can track what it is. And then, of course, we'll send you a receipt for a very before tax year. So, well, we say, God bless you. So, God is a giver, and we can't outgive God. So, this is your time. This is your time of worship. Uh, so, also, uh, you can drop us a line. Our email situation is as soon as you tap that, that connect button, it'll open up an email situation, put it in the subject line, what you, you want prayer, uh, what you believe more, we can pray with you. Uh, I want to give or do something. You know, what can you make this ministry better? Will you like a different type of worship? Just send us a line. Send us, hit the contact button. Well, we talked a little bit about that helper. Uh, God had in, in the beginning was God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. In Genesis 1, 26, he says, let us, the whole Trinity was their creation, make man in our image. And in Genesis 1 and 2, he talks about, you know, uh, He's created all these wonderful animals, the giraffe and all these things, but it's incompatible as a, as a proper helpmate for God. So he creates woman. He takes Adam's, they say, some people guess that he takes the whole side of Adam and after he pays and rips all the motions out and gives them to woman. You know, I'm just making a joke, but he takes the whole side, closes up the flesh thereof, and then wakes Adam back up after he creates woman. He says, Whoa, you know, is bone of my bones and flesh. So if God can get ex it gets you excited about your helpmate, okay, guys out there, hey, 
shave if necessary, brush your teeth, okay? You know, he will bring the right, right one. Because we'll, if you're believing for a mate, hey, this is all about relationships. But the first sustainable relationship you need is Jesus Christ. Every relationship surrounds that. If you keep doing it the other way, without Jesus Christ, you'll fail every time. So the helpmate was designed in the garden to help out Adam, okay? He needed a helpmate. He needed someone close to his side. He needed someone for counsel. The Holy Spirit in the Bible actually is kind of a type and a shadow of the helpmate woman that helps the man. So there's certain wisdom times that he, he she says, well, what do you think? You know, I think you should do this, okay? Um, if you know the story in the Bible before Jesus but upon Pilate was in there and, and his wife had a dream. He says, I wish you'd have to do nothing with this man. I had a dream about him. Well, Pilate overrode that decision and sent him to the cross. Okay, but he had to go to the cross. So that's an example. A good woman by your side will give you wisdom, insight in the Holy Spirit to, to uh, you consider, you chew on, and you take that into counsel with the Word, and then sometimes it is absolutely right on target, you know. So those are the things you need to consider, okay. So your helpmate is is just like that comfortable, that counsel that actually guides you in the truth. Sometimes guys are dumb, okay, they, they have a hard head. So I just wanted to introduce you a little bit about that. So the Holy Spirit is your helper, but also guys, you need a helper. Admit it, okay. You, you, you really need some help to get your, get yourself what to wear sometimes, you know, comb your hair, whatever it need to be. And that's where God brings a, a godly woman into your place. Any other ladies, okay, take a bath, Esther did, okay, to find her man. Okay, we'll get into that later, but maybe my wife, well, we're going to bring her to the, to the pulpit here to, uh, to, to tell you a little bit about herself. And she's the other part of Pearl Family Church. About six years ago, a little over that, we got married by a pastor, and he says, why don't you start your own church? Well, this is the fruit of the labor. We're being obedient. We're cutting some things out of our life. You're being blessed. Pearl Family Church is a family-oriented. So get that relationship first with Jesus Christ, and everything will fall into place. Here's my beautiful wife, Susan, and she's going to take the stage here, and she's going to do what she wants to do. So, Hi. My, my name is Susan, and I'm the wind beneath his wings. <laughs> and I pray a lot for him, and I'm praying for you, too. So if you hit that little button for prayer... Um, I'd be happy to go into that little chat room and pray with you about whatever's on your heart. And I just wanted to let you know that I wrote this book, and it's called I Want to Witness, But What Do I Say? It's to solve the problem where you just don't know exactly how to transition a conversation into the gospel. You might be tongue-tied or a little afraid or nervous. But this book has over 400 icebreakers to help you transition conversations into the gospel so you can get started. Because if you do not get started, you won't be witnessing at all. And so it's really important to get started. So this is my book, I Want to Witness, But What Do I Say? And also it has truth to say to 13 false religions. And so there are lots, a lot of information in this book. It's a wonderful resource. And my website is IWantToWitness.com. IWantToWitness.com. And because we're going to be voting on November 3rd, I just have one icebreaker that I thought I'd share with you. And so if you do not vote early, you will be waiting in line, I'm sure, on election day. And so you can say as you're standing there in line, you can say, well, as I'm standing in this line about to vote, you know, I'm really glad that, that spiritually I already voted. And they might look at you and think, what do you mean by that? 
And I said, well, you know, there's a lot of false religions out there. I mean, there's Hinduism and Buddhism and Islam and all kinds of, you know, false religions that I could choose from, from the ballot, you know. But I know it says in John 14, verse 6, that Jesus, he is the way, the truth, and the life. And there's no way to heaven but through him. So I asked Jesus Christ to come into my heart to be my Lord and Savior. And basically I marked him on the ballot of my heart. And now I have eternal life in heaven. And so that's the end of the icebreaker. But it's a good way to transition the conversation into the gospel when you're right there standing, getting ready to vote. And so I just encourage you to use that and buy my book. And uh, I just encourage you, if you have any prayer requests, to make sure that you type them in that little spot down there. And then it will open up into a little chat room, and I'd be happy to pray with you. And so thank you so much for watching, because he is a wonderful preacher. And I am always praying for him, and yet he has a gift from God, and he is so um, anointed. And, and so I'm really glad that you're watching. Thank you for watching us at um, Pearl Family Church. We're glad that you're part of watching our, our program today. Thank you so much. Thanks, babe. Hey, thank you, my, yeah. It's uh, also, if you find on the site, uh, there is in the, I think it's, it's the store, her, her website automatically opens up and you can purchase the book there also. Uh, so it's automatically, that, that store open up uh, even more later on. We're working with other ministries. We're hoping to get, um, I don't know if I should let it out of the bag yet because I haven't got the permission, but uh, several ministers from our faith group uh, that I want to get on the air. And it'll be like a guest um, speaker. And then when we, we have the, uh, the give button, all that money will go to that ministry. So um, I'll just give you a hint. It's on the, the power and the blood of Jesus. Um, you might be able to find the internet, but... Uh, we got to go to an impartation conference in, in August, and it was awesome. Very much, uh, holy, holy. she talks about an, an anointing that has to do with the Holy Spirit. He can be, he's already inside you if you, if you, if you uh, have him as Jesus in, in your life. But the anointing is strong, but he's, she's talking to a specific anointing. We'll get into it today. It's about the five-fold office. I was called to be a preacher when I was 15 years old. And um, almost, so I'll be turning 56 this year. This, we've been, uh, we got, uh, uh, was blessed to uh, move to Lynchburg, Virginia. We was coming to finish my degree. My, my wife, she's finishing her master's now uh, to counsel soldiers, so she's ahead of me. But we're here to serve not only soldiers, but families. We're in the Lynchburg, Virginia area, uh, but we want, we're here to serve, okay? Not to be abused, mind you, okay, so we know what that is, but God has given us a heart to serve others, and like I said, Jesus Christ has to be the first uh, central sustainable relationships. Outside of that, you're going to be hitting the floor, hitting your face on the ground every time, so uh, we thank you for tuning in today. Um, so let's get into what we're talking about today. Uh, we talked about the helper. You need that helper in order to get, get to... Uh, I would say not only the next level, but each step. It says Jesus is not only the light, okay, he, he is the way, the truth, and the life, 
but he guides you into further truth to talk about. If you look at John 4, 14, it's all about when Jesus is about to leave, he's going to leave something behind. The comfort of the counsel that let us stand by when they can guide you. But he also talks and mentions it twice in, I think, John 14, 27. Let's just go there because uh, God's good. I have notes all the time, but you have to be spirit-led uh, in order to, to uh, obey the Holy Spirit and see what he's doing. Uh, you can show up with an agenda, just like Paul. He was supposed to go to Asia, and the Holy Spirit forbid him not. Uh, so you have to obey his commands because it's actually Jesus inside driving you. And if Jesus is the way, the truth, and life, I want to walk in the truth. I want to walk in the love. So let's just look at that real quick. I heard it today on the radio station. I forget which it was. And I preached from it several times, but it's worthy of acceptance. Faith cometh by hearing, Romans 10, 17, and hearing by the word of God. So the continued hearing. Okay, if you're hearing darkness today, I just want to say, Stop it. <laughs> You're listening to the enemy of, of lies. It's, it, the enemy is called the father of lies. And, and we just went over this last time. We had a session about James 1.7. God the Father is the father of lights, whom there is no shadow or hint of darkness. And he's the one that sent that good and perfect gift. So let's look at the context here. In John 14, let's start with 26. It says, say, but the comforter, the comforter, which is the what? Holy Ghost, when you when the Father will send him in my name, in Jesus' name, he shall what? Teach you all things. Say all things. How many need to know some wisdom? How many need to know some, some knowledge when you feel stupid? Okay, so this is what it's talking about. The Holy Spirit, when you accept Jesus Christ, it's, it deposits the very best of the Holy Spirit inside of you. It joins with your spirit, and now you become alive. What Paul talks about in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, you're a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. Fresh. That fresh anointing. You're a new creature. No more sin nature. You're a new creature. You start knowing to know what Jesus is. All about him and the Father and the heavenly presence. Uh, teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance. So not just now things, future things. What's your said unto you? So now here it is, the kicker. You got, you got distress. You got pain. You got darkness in your life. You got unanswered questions. Depressed, worn out, chewed out like a dog and spit out on the, on the carpet, if you will. Uh, here's John 14, 7. And this is the word of Jesus, red letter traditions. He's talking to his disciples. He says, I'm going to send you that comfort. Now he can, kind of puts the clothes on that comforter, okay? And this is who it is. It says, peace, say peace, I leave with you. My peace I give to you. So peace twice. He first says, peace I have, I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world giveth. We talked about the, that father of lies. That's not peace. Okay, you might have that temporary pleasure. It's not peace. Jesus is very clear. This is red letter. So let's go back. Peace I leave to you, not the peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth, give I unto you. So basically, he doesn't give that worldly peace, which is considered temporary pleasure. He says, let your heart not be troubled, neither let it be afraid. So basically, he says, my peace I'm going to leave with you. 
my personal peace I'm going to give to you. If you trust in me, I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit to help you, to guide you, to comfort you, to teach you things, all things, what it talked about right now, and future all things, if you trust in him. But our problem, what we talked about earlier, what did we talk about? That was that song, Relinquishing Control. I let go, okay? So that's what we need to do. So um, that's just some, some, some things that in, the, in the depth of God. But it's simple if you really, do you need peace? That's simple as it. He says, my peace I give to you, which is basically, he's always talking about the Father. I'm going to your Father and my Father. The Prince of Peace is going to the King of Priests that has bestowed all authority on Jesus Christ. So the peace is found in the Father. You are get what they call the spirit of sonship when you say yes to Jesus Christ. So if you're distressed, if you're depressed, feeling like, like ugh, and, and you, you got your hiding behind the house, throw that mask off in the house, okay? Let's 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 shout for joy. Okay, don't let the enemy shut you up. It says when we profess or we confess, we should shout for joy that Jesus is alive. So the more we say Jesus, the enemy flees. <laughs> Maybe you need some rest. And that's what we're gonna talk about the next couple weeks here. Rest in the presence of God. So we're going to study a little bit about the person and the presence of the Godhead. God the Father, God the Son, Jesus Christ, and God the Holy Spirit. They're all separate persons, okay, that capital, capital P. So our first real scripture today, well, let's back up a little bit. <laughs> you know that, that brokenness that we talked about? Anybody ever heard of Forrest Gump? It's kind of like a spoof of the song, Running on Empty. Running on, he's, he's running for about three years, trying, trying to think if Jenny loves him or doesn't love him. He's seeing God's beautiful creation is over the horizon, seeing the sunsets and, and then some of the rainy days and all that from coast to coast several different times. But running on, running on empty. But act, that actually is a lie. Didn't we just talk about peace? Jesus said, my peace I leave with you. My personal peace from the Father I'm going to give to you if you try to trust in me. That comforter, that counselor. So that, that song, Running On, it was from Jackson Brown, Running On, Running On Empty, in 1907. I get it. I believe you. I've been there. I've been pain. I've been in some serious dark times, okay? But God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Diligently. So that means we, we, we might get fall down on our face, but we get right back up because God is the way, the truth, and the life. So the person, person and the presence of the Godhead. Psalms 46.10 in the King James says, Be still. Didn't we just talk about that? Be still. None of us worrying about who's going to get elected, who's going to, who's, am I going to die of this, this virus? No! David was filled with the Holy Spirit, and he had troubles. So he wrote over, and he had him and his worship team, several, he had, okay, he was on, he had worship staff, okay, paid staff to help him write some of these songs. But some of them he wrote as a shepherd. It says, be still. Psalms 46. And know that I am God. You should put a period there. That should be enough right there. But sometimes we have to look to the right, to the left, and try to figure things out. He says, be still and know that I'm God. And that comes with a discipline in our spirit. We have relinquished control. I let go. Remember that song? I let go. I relinquish control into God's care. And then after this, there's there's a, 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 it says, "Be still, know that I'm God. I will be exalted among the heathen. 
I'll be exalted in the earth. And that's not it. Let's look at verse 11. It says, the Lord of hosts is with us. Period, you could put there. But it goes on. Say, he's with me. He's with me. The Lord of hosts, of angel armies, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, is with us when we trust in him. The God of Jacob is, say is, our refuge. Selah. It's basically a pause to think about that. God is with me. He is our refuge. You can look it up right now. and It's in the notes, okay? You scroll down, it'll be in the notes. Psalms 46.10, the Lord says, be still. I need you to be quiet so I can talk to you, so I can love on you if you let me. Be still. I'm knocking on the door of your heart. I'm not going to force my way in. You might have the Holy Spirit as a Christian, but you might have been like, okay, I just, I, I'm not going to, I'll give you an example, okay? I, I work at Sam's, and, and I'm not going to be ashamed of that, but I had a divine appointment. A man with a mask on, he's in his older, you know, I don't think he'll watch this because he doesn't know, you know, I exist. But anyways, I, I asked him if I could pray for him. He, he was saying I, my hip was hurting. And, 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 and you know, you know you, when you mention the name of Jesus, sometimes people can be turned off or whatever it is. But the more I talked about Jesus and healing, according to Isaiah 53, 4 through 5, and Peter confirms it in 1 Peter 2, 24, that we are healed, okay, in Isaiah, and by his stripes, his chastisement, the brutal beating, we get our peace, okay? Same Jesus in Isaiah that prophesied. Peter confirms to the apostle that we were, are and were healed. So I talked about it and said, well, can I pray for you? I scored in Mark 16, 15. I can lay hands on you and you shall recover. Well, I thought nothing about it. I prayed and then I said, in Jesus' name, and I said, by the blood of Jesus. And I went about my business and, and, and started, you know, doing my regular work tasks. I come back around the corner and I was praying actually a little bit in, in uh, an area where I work in the back. Back and I came back out uh, bringing some goods and he comes out with tears and says, I feel better. You know, he's, he's got tennis shoes on and it's a concrete floor because he says sometimes it hurts his legs, but he had a hip problem. He says, he, it, I would say he's about 25% feeling better, okay? And then I go away again and start to another employee, you know, about the tasks of the day. And 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 he comes back to me. He shakes me with, and he's got gloves on, okay? He's still got mask on. He shakes my hand with tears and he says, thank you. Thank, thank you. With the name of Jesus, peace, be still, and know that I am God. I'll be exalted among the heathen. I'll be exalted in the earth. And it stops right, stop right there. It gets better. When you feel broken and tired and down, it says, I am your refuge. Let's look what refuge means. It means safety, defense, high tower, a fortress that's impenetrable. Can't scratch by the enemy. The enemy's defeated anyways. He's under Jesus' feet and under our feet because it says in Ephesians 2, I think 6, 6, I believe it is, that we're seated with him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus and all authority has been placed under his feet. So if we're in Christ Jesus and co-heirs with Christ, seated with him in heavenly places, the enemy's under our feet. So, but God gives you this example in the Old Testament and the New Testament that he's our safety, he's our defense, and he's also our strong tower. Uh, talking about practicing the presence of God. Dave Keenan and I we just went through a class in um, 
how do I say it, uh, missions. And in missions mindset, over 200 authors, and I pulled this one out about the practicing the presence of God. And uh, it's actually, there's a context. Um, in the Old Testament, there was a specific cities that were made by the priests, okay, that if someone accidentally killed somebody, they could actually run to that city. It's called a town of refuge in the Old Testament and until they were tried by uh, a judge, okay? So the priest basically gave them protection and refuge in that town, whether they were guilty or not, okay? So the context is in several sections, but we're going to read in Joshua 21 through 3. It says, um, <laughs> I love this. Um, the context is in Joshua 21 through 3 and 24 through 6. Um we talked about uh, the, the refuge, but the thing is, this context, Dave Keenan is the, uh, actually talks about this. Anybody know what drama is? When you have relationships and have people in your employee or just working with it, you have drama. Okay, this is part of life. If you have kids, you have drama. Um, so taking care of somebody requires involvement. You got to get into their lives. Okay, this could be a criminal coming into your camp in the town of refuge. It's, it's, it's can be inconvenient. It kind of disrupts your comfort zone. But didn't Jesus, that high priest, the exalted one, the prince of peace, that it gives you refuge, didn't he say, I emptied myself and came down and died in your behalf? Sure he did. And if Romans 5, 8 says, God demonstrated his love that you should die for us. So it's already on deal. But he, but he emptied himself power and might and, and glory and dignity and came and died in your behalf as a son of man and resurrected as the son of God. So basically, a uh, city of refuge was um, a place that they, they supposed uh, guilty until proven guilty, innocent until proven guilty, that they could run to. And Jesus is that tower of refuge. Keenan also talks about this. We can't care for those in our own power. We need help. That helper, that counselor, which we talked about. My wife as the key player, one of the key players in my life, I listen to her counsel. Uh, sometimes I'm stubborn and I don't listen right away, but sometimes... You know, it's like, man, she's right. I'm going to do it anyways. It's just like that's what we need to do when the Holy Spirit knocks on our heart. We need to obey him quickly so we can get the blessing or somebody else might need the blessing in front of you. So, uh, so you might say, where, where where's Jesus in all this? I'm, I'm dark. I'm depressed. I don't, I don't know what's going on. I'm confused. I got to wear this mask. I can't be only six feet or 10 feet, you know, away from somebody. Um, Neil Cole, also in the same uh, Perspectives uh, book, he states, where Jesus is seen at work in our midst. So you can, it's questions, I'm sorry. Where is Jesus seen at work in our midst? So he's basically talking about you now. Because this, this is talking about me, you, everybody. He asked the, listen to these questions as I state them. Where is Jesus seen at work in our midst, in our workplace, in our homes? 
Where do we see lives changing and communities transforming simply by the power of the gospel? My wife talked about gospel. You know, she's an object of evangelism. It's a great way of standing in line at the, you know, where is the gospel in your life? Are you speaking Jesus or are you speaking fear? Where do we see our daughters reconciling to fathers? Where do we see addicts no longer live under bondage? Do you feel bondage right now? You don't even feel close to that or found worthy to go to that town of refuge? Jesus is our refuge. Addicts living under bondage of chemical dependency. Where are the wealthy businessmen making restitution for past crimes that went unnoticed? These are questions that lead people to recognize the living presence of Jesus loving and governing people's lives. Say that again. Living presence of Jesus. He's alive and well. If you have Jesus in your heart, you know he's working in you, that Holy Spirit, that comfort that guides you into all truth, all things that talks about that, if you let him. So we talked about that, you know, releasing control. Let go in, the, in this song, Everlove. When people encounter Jesus alive, say alive, and present as king, they get a taste of God's kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. Does that sound familiar to you? When you start preaching Jesus, when you start saying, you know, Jesus makes me alive well, just like I, I took time listening to the Holy Spirit. I could have been going and gone, finished my task, but this man stopped me in his tracks. He was hungry for something. He was hungry not only for, for, for his healing, he needed that resurrection power to talking about Jesus. Jesus made him alive. He didn't, I didn't make him, make him alive. The Holy Spirit spoke to the need and recognized the needs. That loving, tender Jesus through the Holy Spirit. I just was the instrument, okay? I laid hands on the man and I spoke the word of God over on the man. We need that today more than ever. Speak the name of Jesus that all demons flee. Speak the name of Jesus. He is the way, the, the truth, and the life, John, John 14, 6. He was speaking to, to Thomas, doubting Thomas. He actually speaking to three doubting disciples right before he died. He is the way, the truth, and the life. You need to speak the G name of Jesus every day and not be afraid. If he is our refuge, if he is our comforter, if he is our counselor, if he is our guide, he is our strong tower, our safety, our defense, we need to trust in him. That is the call for today. I'll re read one more verse. Uh, maybe a few more. Psalms 34, 8. It says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord, what? Is good. We talked about that last time. He is the good and perfect gift. So scripture back scripture. Blessed, say blessed, is the man who takes what? Refuge in him. I'm going to hit this over and over. You need rest in Jesus. You need refuge in Jesus. You need to run to him instead of wait on him. If you're ashamed, stop it. That's the devil telling you. Jesus is good. And we talked about that. We confirmed that in the Greek. Okay, okay. He is the good and perfect gift. You can run to him. You can trust to him. This is your time. This is your moment. Okay. There's, there's a tab that says, okay, I need Jesus right now. Just type it right in or hit the, the, the raise hand tab. This is your moment. God loves you. He died for you. We talked about Romans 5. God the Father demonstrated his love. Romans 5, 8. 
He sent his son, the very choice gift. It says he is the beloved son on Most High. Jesus emptied himself of power and, and dignity and worth to his he emptied his comfort zone, came as a, as, a, as a humble servant to love on you. And then he died on a rugged cross. Nobody tied him down. Nobody hold his hands down. He did it willingly. He laid his wealth willingly, and he laid it up. He said, I can take it up at any time. Because all authority was given to him. God raised him from the dead to show that he's victorious over not only death and the devil. You can be raised from the dead. Ephesians 2, 1, 9. First of all, you have this sin debt. And it says in Romans that the wages of sin is death. Not only physical death, but a spiritual death. That means a separation in eternity from the God the Father. You can't see him. You'll be kicking and screaming to hell. Wait when he, when he says, okay, you're sentenced. You never knew my son Jesus. That's where you're going. Not many people talk about hell today, but that's the, the cost. But he says, the gift of God is eternal life in Jesus Christ the Lord. So Ephesians 8, 9, so it's a grace gift. Ephesians 2, 8, 9, for by grace, say grace, are you saved through faith and that not of yourself. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. That means you can't earn it. You fall short every time. Good deeds, education, even a type of religion or a church membership, you fall short. It says Jesus is the mediator with a go-between between God and man. He stretches arms wide open for you. He's, he's done it. He's already at the, at the right hand of the Father, interceding in your behalf. But you have to trust in him. He is, is that refuge. He is that comforter. He is the life giver if you'll trust him. If you let go, just like our song said, it's time to relinquish control of your life. If you're in a mess, he says, I am your refuge. We just went over two verses. We're going to find more. He is your rest. He is your comfort. He's your guide. He loves you. It also says in Romans 9 and 10, if you confess with your mouth and believe in your, in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, thou shalt be saved. With the heart of man, believe unto righteousness. But with confession, mouth, mouth is made unto salvation. So this is your time. This is your moment. You just like take, tap that raised hand moment. If we're going to, the whole church pray along with you. you, you say it where you hear it. You're, you're, you need to hear it. To, to conf, you're confirming with your heart that you need Jesus. This is your moment. Say, Heavenly Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. And I believe with all my heart that Jesus is the Son of God. Thank you for coming. Thank you for paying my sins and dying for me. I'm now a child of God. And I'm heaven bound. And Jesus is my Lord. If you said that prayer, we want to congratulate you. If you hit the raised tab, tab it'll send you to, to, to your next steps in Jesus Christ. Just type us a line in the connect button, too. If you need more, know more about us, we'll get you some materials. You, the version app is right on, on the phone, in the, right in the you toggle through there, so you get a free Bible there. But I've, I've said this before. We're going to get to a free Bible. It takes a little longer. I'll send you one of the ones I have for extra. But they have another agency that can send it to you like within six weeks. But you have the Eurasian app right there if you get an internet connection. So God loves you. And we're here for you. We're praying for you. And we love you. God bless you.